0: Unfortunately, I mean, everyone is looking for this one magic thing. Give me the magic pill, give me the magic formula that it's gonna make me healthy. But the truth is, is that it is a symphony and you have to have a lot of attention to detail. Even with the best thoughts in the world, You also have to have a certain certain key biochemicals in place, and when you get everything working properly together, then you can achieve optimal health.
1: Welcome to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. My name is Keith Fiveson. We're an official Wonderland Miami 2023 conference media partner. Use Mindfulness20 for a 20% discount on your registration. Go to wonderlandconference.com. Today, a special guest is joining us, Dr. Amy Wecker. She is a board certified internist and infectious disease specialist. She is the medical director of a health and wellness practice in Miami with extensive experience in preventative and holistic medicine. She is also completing a fellowship in anti-aging medicine to explore the benefits of regenerative medicine in slowing down aging. Dr. Amy has a unique approach to health, combining her medical expertise with her practice of yoga and breathwork. She is a strong advocate for the use of mindfulness and psychedelics in treating mental health and promoting overall wellness. We're very excited to have her on the show to share her insights and perspectives on these important topics. Hey, 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 Dr. Amy, how are you doing? How is it going in Miami today? Welcome to the show.
0: I'm great, thanks. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Well, I'm I'm very excited uh, to have you here because I, I really feel like you have so much to offer and so many insights to provide to the attendees at the conference. Can you tell us a little bit more about your background and how it led you to focus on health and wellness and you know what you're up to
0: sure sure so tradition by my traditional training i am uh i'm an md and i'm certified in internal medicine and then i subspecialized in infectious diseases and i practiced general hospital-based infectious mm-hmm. diseases for over 10 years and then i got offered this job at cam community health where i'm one of the medical directors and we're not exactly a general medical practice. I, I said I am an infectious disease specialist, so we're an HIV treatment and prevention clinic. Mm. And so, can um, can is a really wonderful non for profit, and they give us a lot of time to properly take care of our patients. And I do have a lot of patients with complex issues, and so I like to be able to to really comprehensively take care of them. You know. Mm-hmm. Just taking HIV medication doesn't put you into the best health of your life. Health is a symphony between mm-hmm. the mind, the body, the spirit. And I've been a long-term practitioner of yoga. And so I, I really try to take care of my patients as best I can. Mm. So about seven or eight years ago, I got introduced to to some people that, that run a An anti-aging clinic and Mm -hmm. they were looking for a doctor and so that really sparked my interest because i felt like there were some limitations with conventional medicine and at that time i was practicing general infectious diseases and I would, you know, sometimes when I would take care of somebody for a long, complicated infection, they would ask me afterwards if I would just be their general doctor. And I was in a, a multi-specialty group at the time. And so I would say, yes. And then they would say something like, well, you know, I just feel tired. Mm. And so I think if you take a 100 random people off the street and ask them, what's the biggest thing you've noticed Have you gotten older? Mm-hmm. Most of them will probably tell you, "Well, I just feel more tired," mm-hmm. and then, but what is that, right? It is a very complex, multifactorial process. Like everyone is tired, but why? You know, and there's not just just one reason. And and I felt like my patients would say things to me like, "Oh, I feel tired." And I wouldn't really have anything useful to say back. I would check a couple of things and if it the thyroid seemed normal, I would say, Well, I I guess you're just gonna be tired. Mm-hmm. And I, I cringed now, thinking that I said that <laughs> to these people. And I you know, but I, I didn't really know what else to do. And so so I went back to school, and I actually completed my fellowship in functional medicine mm-hmm. a few years ago. And so now I really practice a blend of functional medicine and conventional medicine. And I work for an anti-aging clinic part time on the side, um, mm-hmm. so we can really bring people into their their optimum state of health.
1: Mm-hmm. So I love the I love the fact that it's not just uh, it's not just uh, taking care of a part of the body or a um you know a specific um um uh diagnosis and, yeah mm-hmm. a, a specific disease you're really looking at the whole body and the whole person and what they're up to in their lives From your viewpoint, what are your views on, um, you know, uh, I I hear all the time in terms of functional medicine, really looking at the gut biomes, looking at the uh, way that people are, um, you know, uh, not only exercising their mind, their body, their spirit, their breath work. You know, we talked a little bit about mindfulness before. So I'm just wondering if from your view, there is some sort of a key factor If you're eating right if you're sleeping right and you're still tired you know is there something else you should be doing
0: well true health is a symphony (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's really a convergence of a lot of different factors i love that
1: idea of a symphony that's it's great
0: yeah it it really is and and unfortunately i mean everyone is looking for this one magic thing Mm -hmm. give me the magic pill give me the magic formula that it's going to make me healthy but the truth is is that it is a symphony and you have to have a lot of attention to detail. So of course the mental piece is very important. We know that our thoughts can make us ill and our thoughts can also make us healthy. But even with the best thoughts in the world, you also mm-hmm. have to have a certain certain key biochemicals in place.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: when you get everything working properly together, then you can achieve optimal health. So yes, uh, the gut microbiome is a huge piece of it. Hormones mm-hmm. are a huge piece of it. Mm-hmm. Vitamin D, mm-hmm. positive thinking, breath work, right, like, right, and like right, all of it. But right, you, right. And, and, and the older you get, the more you have to, Tune it all in. I mean, you can probably make almost everything that you need out of a Dorito when you're 20, but when you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, and on, it doesn't work that way anymore.
1: Right now, you're you're going to be uh, running a, a session. Uh, you're it's you're be doing a keynote and a talk at the Wonderland Conference, which you know really uh, this year uh, covers everything from longevity to psychedelics to entheogens to. Uh, you know, sex to relationships. I mean, it's all over the place, and it really is about living an optimal life. What is your session about? And maybe you can we can unpack that a little bit more.
0: So, I'll be giving a talk on women's hormones, mm-hmm. which is a topic that is very dear to my heart, as I myself am 48 years old and definitely perimenopausal, and and so uh, so yeah. Wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, wait! People can't see you. You're 48 years old. You'll you. you... Uh, uh, I I thought you might have been in your thirties. I'm I'm sorry, but you look oh, great. thank
0: you so much. Well, you have to remember, I am an anti-aging doctor. That's
1: it. I think whatever you're doing, it works. I want some of that. It's great.
0: <laughs> Come to Miami; we'll get you taken care of. I'll,
1: I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. yeah. So.
0: So so yeah. So so um, women's hormones is it's definitely a topic that that's very dear to my heart, and the as we get older, I mean, unfortunately in traditional society, and I'm saying going back, you know, a few hundred years, women basically would give birth to 12, Mm -hmm. 14 children, and then you die. And there's not really much of a role for the aging female and society Mm -hmm. wanted to kind of throw us out, but now, We're living very long lives. And I think, you know, being alive, I mean, it's not just enough to have your heartbeat and and your lungs function. You have to really feel good and be able to do the things you want to do. And as we get older, you know, the truth is that we produce a a ton of almost everything until we're about 25. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the biochemicals start to slowly decline and not all of our hormones decline at the same rate. But generally, we feel more or less perfectly fine until we're in our mid-30s, and then we mm-hmm. start to notice. It. Like, hey, things are not exactly the same as they used to be. Right. And by the time we're into our 40s, things are are noticeably different. Mm-hmm. We, you know, We feel tired, we're recovering mm-hmm. more slowly, we, we start to look older, the sex drive disappears, our periods start to change, and, and so uh, mm-hmm. we can definitely restore the optimal health. And so I'll be talking about the different different hormones and Mm -hmm. what we can do to keep them balanced and at at high levels. Mm -hmm.
1: So is there something in there about HRT, hormone replacement therapy, uh, and uh, or using, um, you know, functional mushrooms or other products like that or psychedelics? Uh, How does what's the cocktail maybe might look like? Uh, Obviously, it depends on the person, right?
0: I mean, the cocktail really consists of hormones Mm -hmm. Um, for women, you know, testosterone actually is a really important female hormone. And we Mm -hmm. we think of it as a male hormone. But actually, all human beings need estrogen, progesterone and testosterone. We just need Mm -hmm. them in different quantities, depending on what our gender might be. Um, So testosterone is critically important for all people and for whatever reason it is the generally the first hormone that women lose so testosterone replacement is really important and then after that progesterone and then finally estrogen so look psychedelics are amazing and i'm definitely a big proponent of them but Mm -hmm. they are not going to substitute for the hormones that you need as you get older
1: okay so when we start taking a look at your approach to it it's not just about you know, meditating or anything else. It's really about a real uh, ability to go ahead and make sure that from an internal viewpoint, you're getting what you need in your bloodstream, the hormones specifically to go ahead and function in the world and be your optimal self.
0: Absolutely, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I'm a big believer in bioidentical hormones. So bioidentical hormones are hormones that are identical to the chemical structure of the hormones that we produce, so Mm -hmm. no synthetics compounded bioidentical hormones and also, I mean, I think that the first thing that we do, so, so let's say you would come to my, uh, to my mm-hmm. uh, functional medicine clinic that I work for and we're called the Medical Health Institute and I'll give you the, the information. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that we do before you see anybody is we get really comprehensive blood work. Mm-hmm. And then when you have a consult with myself or or the other physician, we go through all of the blood work and we design a, a program of supplements, And then hormones and then and then maybe peptides over a series Mm -hmm. of visits to really get you feeling your best. And of course, the the mental component is really important, too. And we do send out, you Mm -hmm. know, videos on meditation and we do recommend various things for the mind, too, because it's very important. But again, you, you have to have your hormones optimized.
1: Right. So from your viewpoint, what you're really doing, and, and this is a, a best practice, I uh, would say that you're really bringing people uh, through a process that you're really looking at hormone management in your process. You're doing the evaluation, you're doing the assessment, and then you're giving them natural uh, uh, sub or identity. What, what was the name of that? bioidentical bioidentical um so there's no synthetics there is what you're saying yeah yes yeah okay Mm -hmm. and when we look at the uh, role of mindfulness and promoting mental health and wellness what kind of impact does that have on the individual uh, specifically as they're undergoing this hormone replacement therapy and looking at you know uh, upping or amping up their overall sense of energy
0: Well, it has a huge impact. And so I think you could probably ask any doctor uh, Mm -hmm. about this and they'll agree with me. I noticed very early in my career that people in general consider themselves either to be sick or to be well. And mm-hmm. you can take someone who considers themselves to be well and they can get sick and you mm-hmm. can treat them and they will get better because they believe themselves to be well, they want to get better. And and then you have other people that really identify with being sick and no matter how hard you try to make them better, you mm. can fix one problem and there's always going to be another problem because they are really fixated on being sick. I mean, your thoughts mm. have a lot to do with how you function. Mm-hmm. I, and I think keeping keeping the negativity out of your life, keeping yourself positive, keeping mm. yourself engaged with plenty of social interactions mm-hmm. and doing things for your brain, like meditating, breathing, psychedelics, those go a really, really, really long way towards the symphony of health.
1: So the process of dis-ease is really around uh, not only what's going on in your body, but also how you're feeling in your mind, what you're doing with your body, and how you're really uh, being present to what is happening in your world. You know, it's that sort of victor versus victim kind of mentality is what I'm hearing from you. Yeah.
0: Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. your thoughts are very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we We've gotten so distracted from ourselves with Mm -hmm. all of the electronics and just all all the stimulation in modern life that we can get very disconnected from ourselves. And when you get that disconnected from yourself, it's easy to get sick. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, the old saying, you know, thoughts are things and uh, thoughts become words, words become actions and actions become a way of life, right? Uh, you know, for what we do or what we don't do. Let me ask you, how do you incorporate yoga and breath work uh, into the practice with the clients? I mean, you know, because someone might be coming to your office and they have no, you know, experience with that. Do you just say, you know, hey, here's a tape or do you give them a a suggested routine or anything like that?
0: Well, so at the Medical Health Institute, we Mm -hmm. have a whole... We can send someone a video Mm -hmm. with a a variety of different meditation apps, but honestly, what I usually tell people within this is my my intro Mm -hmm. to meditation advice. What I say is to sit quietly somewhere for 10 minutes a day and just keep it to 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. but make sure you do it every day. Set your cell phone timer for 10 minutes and then box breathe. Mm -hmm. Inhale for a count of six, hold at the top for a count of six, Mm -hmm. exhale for a count of six, hold at the bottom for a count of six, Mm -hmm. and just repeat until the 10 minutes is up. I mean, I think people make things more complicated than they need to be. And I'm not saying that this is this is the end all be all of meditation, but I think this is a really nice place to start because you hear people say things like, oh I, i'm a terrible meditator you right. know and of course if you tell yourself you're a terrible meditator then of course you're going to be a terrible meditator but like well, well, what does that even mean i mean i don't i think people expect they're going to close their eyes or they go into some kind of mystical void and it, it you know it doesn't <laughs> work that way right you're always going to have thoughts and so i think just sitting quietly and counting your breath for 10 minutes a day is a great place to mm-hmm. start and it can go a really long way towards calming anxiety, Mm -hmm. giving you some space from Mm -hmm. your thoughts and Mm -hmm. and helping you feel better in a very uncomplicated, Mm -hmm. easy to understand kind of way.
1: Yeah, I really like that, Uh, you know, because if you can focus in on your breath and you can really kind of manage the breath, that's 666 or the 444. You know, whatever the, or even you know, noticing where your feet are, noticing where mm-hmm. your body is, you know, all those things. It's just about presencing, right? Being present to what is, right?
0: Yeah, and we've lost it. Like I said, the the electronics. There's a lot of ancient wisdom that people used to have that I think has gotten lost over mm. the last couple. I don't know, a couple of centuries maybe, and and now I think there's a kind of a hunger to get those things back.
1: Mm. Isn't that true? Yeah, it's the medical and the mystical the sacred and the science. So, you know, we're going to be at this Wonderland conference and there's going to be a lot of science and a lot of research there. There's going to be a lot of talk also about psychedelics. How do you feel, uh, in your opinion, how do psychedelics fit into the modern, you know, landscape of healthcare?
0: I mean, I am totally on team psychedelic, 100%. 100%. Uh, I've used psychedelics myself for many years and I, I really credit them in large part to to a lot of my mental health. I do consider myself to be pretty mentally healthy mm-hmm. and and I'm, I'm pretty resilient in stressful situations and I do really attribute a lot of that to psychedelic use. And, and I think, you know, you can get I think you can get a lot farther in just a few well done psychedelic sessions Mm than you could probably sitting in a room talking to someone for years and years and years. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, specifically I know that we're using people are using a lot of ketamine now. I mean, I think that ketamine is an unbelievable therapeutic tool. That's the only drug right now, of course that's legal, Mm -hmm. but of course I'm definitely on team, team psilocybin and team MDMA. And I mean, all these things they're just so useful. I, I see my patients, um, I feel like, and I I don't prescribe a lot of, of antidepressants and stuff, but of course my patients have other doctors too. And I feel like at least a quarter of them are on some kind of antidepressant and i just i mean there has to be a better
1: way yeah the ssris the efficacy rates aren't really that high when you look at it and you know i think especially when it comes to treatment resistant depression suicidal ideation you know i'm a psychedelic assisted therapy provider and working with a ketamine clinic locally and uh really unbelievable results from seeing people who come in totally depressed you know two three four sessions you know that maybe six sessions afterwards with some maintenance they're you know they're they're really coping and they're really present to what's going on I th- and what what do you think that's about is it just kind of i use the term you know step away take your hands off the wheel and step away from the vehicle you know is, is there some of that with the disassociative viewpoint in your view
0: yeah, I think that that the psychedelics they they take you into the center of yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. as especially yeah, I tell my patients uh, um, I tell my patients pretty frequently that I recommend ketamine over antidepressants, and I think that yeah, they they take you into the center of yourself, and you're mm-hmm. able to really. To really see what's going on, and with ketamine specifically, I feel like you're almost able to go inside your brain and and fix things. You you kind of ask the ketaverse for what you need, and and you receive messages and you receive mm-hmm. healing. And it's mm-hmm. I've done it myself several times, and it's I think it's very powerful. Mm,
1: I like that. I haven't heard that term before. The ketaverse.
0: The ketaverse. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's how I that's how I feel when I go in oh, there. Yeah.
1: I love that. The ketaverse. Oh. Oh hi, meow!
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So you know, some people uh, like your like yourself and others. We, we talk about the transformative effects on consciousness. You know, the ability to go into the headverse and to go ahead and make some adjustments. To your, uh, you know, to what extent have you seen that in your practice and working with, you know, some people? And uh, you know, have have you do you have any kind of anecdotal? Kind of examples where you know with you don't have to give names or anything like that
0: well yeah well i actually have been taking care of this mm-hmm. one one woman um for a while and she's a wonderful human being on a ton of of different psychiatric drugs and you know they get changed she has a psychiatrist she comes back she's on different things she's been very unhappy i finally it took me a while but i finally convinced her to go see my friend dr michelle Weiner, who yeah. runs an amazing ketamine clinic down here in miami and um and uh dr michelle is actually the one that kind of hooked me up with this talk at Wonderland. So right. anyway, she she did, it took me a long time, but she finally did agree to go see her. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw her after she had just had one of her ketamine treatments, she's gonna have a series of sticks. And she said, it was just unbelievable that she just realized so much stuff about herself and that mm-hmm. a lot of the depression seemed lifted and she felt lighter and she felt freer. I mean, and it was it was so dramatic. And, and I think that's the thing, like it, it is dramatic because. Because you have such a profound experience going into a realm that is totally different than the one that that we perceive mm. on a daily basis.
1: So the Ketaverse, you yeah. moving <laughs> into the move. I'm gonna you. I I am gonna lift that from you. I swear, Amy. Thank Please you. Please take much. it. Enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: That's
1: very good. I love that. So you know when we start taking a look at that, like doing that internal. Uh, psychic surgery if you will being able to step away from the vehicle see what's see what's going on with the with the vehicle itself where you have been where you are now maybe where you need to go and then coming back out having a different perspective in terms of who you are what you what's happened and where you're maybe going right
0: oh 100 Mm -hmm. and and it's i think it's it's so profound Hmm. Mm. So I think yeah, the SSRIs, they just, they just blunt you.
1: They blunt you. Yeah. They don't necessarily deal with the neurogenesis or the neuro neuroplasticity of the brain. And they really don't give you that space to really kind of see what's been or deal with some of the trauma or some of the issues that might be holding you back, you know, clogging the works, if you will. Um, I'm wondering along that line, As you start looking at these hormonal balances, you know, with menopause or, uh, you know, other things with helping women, is there, what's the role for psychedelics in that? Is there a role uh, that you can speak to? Do you think there's an opportunity whether or not it's, you know, I was talking with someone who was talking about moms, um, um, microdosing moms, you know, moms who microdose every single day, you know, and, uh, you know, and and there seems to be, and I've seen some articles on it, seems to be a, a real sort of thing right now where you know it's it used to be the mother's little helper you know some valium back in the day but nowadays it's really about how do i be present how do i be more calm how do i be more connected and i'm wondering your view of that in terms of psychedelics
0: i'm all in favor i mean valium blunts you wine blunts you and you know the moms drink all this wine and the psychedelics open open you up the psychedelics enhance your consciousness so again i mean if you're going through menopause you are going to need some hormones it's a symphony but i think the psychedelics definitely help you see things in a new perspective and give you give you a lot of resilience to to better deal with the things that that come your way
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so so great so there is that opportunity to go ahead and be more present to have that neuroplasticity that sense of interconnectedness and that sense of calm i mean you know uh because uh there's a lot of trauma we're dealing in a you know the world is filled with you know lots of trauma and how do we show up for ourselves and others
0: yeah, I mean there is a lot of trauma but you don't have to be defined by your past and and I think sometimes the only way to really move move through it effectively is through the use of psychedelics. I mean, you can do it through meditation. Mm-hmm. I actually just got back from a week-long meditation retreat with Dr. Joe Dispenza oh, literally great. like a couple days ago. There was mm-hmm. one on the other coast of Florida. And so we were, we were meditating, you know, four and a half hours plus uh, mm-hmm. every day. And mm-hmm. and I think that the mind is powerful, and meditation is powerful. But the psychedelics, they, they facilitate it. I mean, they just make it so much easier.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So uh, I want to. I think we've covered. We, we've covered the uh, woman's hormones. We've looked at you know, the role of some functional medicine, certainly your role into functional medicine, looking at the whole body, mind connection, and then also looking at uh, yoga and mindfulness. Uh, I am wondering, uh, because I'm of a certain age, and you know, when you get to a certain age, I think, you know, certain things, as you say, certain things start happening. I'm wondering, in your experience, uh, looking at um, chronic pain, and looking at uh, inflammation. And I'm wondering how they relate to, you know, whether or not it's breath work or whether or not it's mindfulness or whether or not it's diet. What What's your view of that? And, you know, are you working with people that are trying to manage that? And, you know, what do you say to them? And, you know, what can someone like me, you know, or anyone else for that matter, what, what, what might they look at?
0: Well, pain, pain is a very very complex thing and you know you have you know the actual pain and then you have people's whole emotional experience as it relates to the pain which is a a really really complicated topic and so i think if you can get people to kind of again have, have have a little space and have a new perspective on their pain things can really change now inflammation is a real, you know, a, a, a medical thing. And so I think there's there's some medical things that you can do to reduce your inflammation. Um, the biggest thing I tell everybody not to eat gluten, and I know that's controversial, but gluten really is so inflammatory. So I tell people not to eat gluten, stay away from processed foods, stay away especially from processed seed oils, like canola oil, super inflammatory. Dairy can be very inflammatory for some people. Uh, you're better off with goat and sheep dairy over American cow dairy, mm-hmm. but but beyond all that, and I think those things are really important. I don't eat gluten. You know, like I think these things make a difference. But also, I think with with pain, you know, you have acute pain. Of course, like you can get injured and it hurts. But those things heal. And and when you're left with a chronic pain, like chronic back pain, which of course a lot of people suffer from, you know. Many, many studies show that when you do x-rays and MRIs, they really don't correlate well at all with the pain. And I know Mm. you want to look at an MRI and say, well, like I have, you know, a partially herniated disc here and there, and this is why I'm in pain. But honestly, it's probably not true. And, and if you, if you take anybody and you put them in a full body cat scanner or an MRI, there are going to be little things like there are things that, you know, you'll find. And, and, and what does it mean? Like most of it probably doesn't really mean very much. And so, Mm -hmm. You know, people become very attached to their pain. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think through the use of of definitely ketamine and, and other psychedelics as well, but ketamine for sure, you can actually reframe your relationship to your pain. And if you can what happens is like after a while, like the injury has healed, but then your brain gets rewired into this chronic pain circuit. Mm-hmm. And so your body just keeps on producing, like the nervous system keeps on just producing this pain through just this abnormal circuitry. And it really has nothing to do with like what may be, may be going on with the anatomy of your spine. And mm-hmm. so when you take ketamine, you can really reframe your your relationship to your pain and you Mm -hmm. can reframe the emotions that you have surrounding your pain and and uh if you're if 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 you're lucky enough and you you can do it well enough you can eliminate your pain completely because you can ultimately convince yourself when you're in this heightened state of suggestibility Mm -hmm. that you really are are not in pain and that there's really actually nothing wrong with you Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm. some abnormal you know nervous system circuitry
1: Right so your your view is not only diet but also uh meditation or being present to what is there and then also from the viewpoint of certain types of foods to really be aware that certain foods cause inflama- inflammation and certain foods can go ahead and you know uh do you believe that from a diet viewpoint that each individual from you know the viewpoint of their physiology or their biology or their, you know, their overall uh, makeup, that they're certain f- that everyone should go do some of these analysis in terms of what they're allergic to or what they're, you know, what they should yeah. eat or what they shouldn't eat?
0: Well, like everyone is different. Like people have variable <laughs> sensitivities to things. And, and mm-hmm. this is kind of, so I visualize it like this, okay, is that like everybody, has a little bucket inside them and you mm-hmm. can fill that bucket up with toxins and nothing will happen to you but when the bucket is full and starts to spill over with toxins then you will get sick and the size of the bucket is to a large degree genetic
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you know you're not you're not a slave to your genes but you have to kind of understand what's going on right so there are some people that can drink and smoke every day until they're 105, and they right. do really Right, that's well. where I was then, going. <laughs> right, right, yeah. and then there's yeah. other people, right, that have like you know, there's really right. you, you know, severe lupus, and they they die from it in their 20s. And so, mm-hmm. you you have to kind of be aware of of how sensitive you are to to various toxins in the environment, and and kind mm-hmm. of work with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, I was definitely going to go there because you know there are uh, people that I know that you know, they can eat just about anything, you know, they can drink just about anything it almost, and you know, they're in their eighties and they're, 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 they're walking and they're, they've got full cognition and, you know, their brains are working, you know, and other people who I know that are in their sixties and, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, they just, I, and, and maybe a lot of it is genes and it's just your overall bio, you know, biomarkers no, I mean- and things you're born with.
0: There's, there's genetic components to mm-hmm. it, for sure, and you have to be aware of that, but there also, again, there's also a lot of psychology involved in all of that, like if you start convincing yourself that there's a whole lot of things that you just can't eat at all because it's all going to make you really sick, again, there's a kind mm-hmm. of a downward spiral there and maybe you will benefit from, you know, <laughs> from a ketamine treatment.
1: <laughs> maybe benefit well, benefit from academy ketamine treatment or... Or going to the buffet and just, you know, trying stuff, you yeah, know, seeing how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to your point, I think there are people that are just very, very, uh, you know, no matter what you do, it doesn't matter. And then other people, you know, it's everything bothers them. Right. Yeah.
0: And there's, again, I mean, it's a symphony, but the your thoughts are very, very, very important. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Let me ask you as we uh, start wrapping up our time here, um, what kind of advice would you give someone who's interested in exploring, um, you know, the benefits of mindfulness or the benefits of psychedelics or functional medicine or more specifically, um, you know, if if uh, any women that are listening that are at a certain point in their lives and they're really starting to feel that, you know, they need to go ahead and get some help, you know, what would you say to them and what kind of path would you point them at for health and well-being?
0: Right. Well, um, we do telemedicine. So, mm-hmm. of course, I will welcome anybody to come see me at the Medical Health Institute and um, I trained. I did my functional medicine training at A4M, which is the American Academy of Anti-Aging Functional and Regenerative Medicine, and you can look it up online. A4M, and they will have a list of of providers there of graduates, and so you can look at the A4M website and find a functional medicine doctor in your area. That mm-hmm. that's a great place to start. Um, and of course, yes, again, you can always come come see me too, and um, we, we we get you evaluated and. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, there's a lot of gaps with conventional medicine. And when you go, I mean, I see people all the time, you know, they've gone to they go to their gynecologist and, you know, the gynecologist just says like, oh, you're fine. We're not going to do anything. Or they they give you birth control pills, which is really not what people need. They need bioidentical hormones, not synthetic birth control pills. Um mm-hmm. So, and, but again, like I was there too saying like, well, I guess you're just going to be tired. So, you know, if you, you don't know what you don't know, right?
1: Right, right. So uh, what, what is your website again, please? Would you repeat that?
0: So it's www.medicalhealthinstitute.com.
1: www.medicalhealthinstitute.com. And Dr. Amy Wecker is, um, Again, a board-certified internist and infectious disease specialist. It's great to have you as a part of the conference. I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing you there and uh, being a part of it. And I really appreciate you joining us on the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I have really enjoyed this conversation so much.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Amy Wecker. Your insights and perspectives on these important topics are invaluable and we're grateful for the opportunity to learn from you and we look forward to seeing you at the Wonderland Miami conference. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Mindfulness Experience podcast. Remember to use Mindfulness 20 for a 20% discount on your registration for the Wonderland 2023 conference. We'll see you next time.